Welcome, welcome world. My name is Ezekiel Cager Kai, and this is the Cager Express, the comedy interview podcast for fun, easy listening. On the show today, all the way from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, she's the girl that's on the go, but you can always find her on video. Nicole Pereno hops aboard the Express. Nicole, welcome in. Love the introduction. So good. So good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Well, thank you for being here on the show today. You are a very unique guest. Now, I work in digital marketing. You are a marketing guru, if you will, a savant. I'm not sure what you title yourself, but I've titled you this. And you are the first guest on the show that I've kind of connected, I guess, through work. So tell us a little bit about how we know each other first. Okay. So yes, we did connect sort of through the career path, I guess, for both of us. Me getting into the more of the real estate side of marketing. I've been in mortgage marketing for the past three years. Mm -hmm. And real estate always goes hand in hand. But um, I brought to you my good friend, Ray, who's a brand new real estate agent in Philadelphia. Yes. Keller Williams. And I said to him, you need to try Lead Pop's website and funnels. Yes. Um, we did Google ads. We did a bunch of stuff with Lead Pop's. And you were our marketing expert on the Lead Pop's side. Absolutely. So that was the most fun like I've had, you know, helping a friend it's always like oh yeah it's okay it's good like I'm excited to help them but I also learned so much I'm glad experience with him yeah and being because it's 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 okay for me to market myself but then and like I know how to do that well but mm -hmm. then to learn to do it for someone else like was a good getting out of my comfort zone I learned a lot of stuff like I said we're running google ads learning how to use the funnels learning how to optimize the funnels mm -hmm. and learning mm -hmm. like what gets people to really click and get down the funnel and get into your pipeline as a qualified lead. Yes, to take action, absolutely. Action. Now, yeah. I don't know if you know this, Nicole, but you're a little bit of a big name. So myself, when I saw you on my calendar with Ray, there was a little bit of, oh my gosh, Nicole's on your calendar. How is this happening? Are you prepared? And I was like, am I prepared? I treat every client the same, but to me, there was a little bit more pressure there, but I was excited to have you guys on basically being your marketing advisor for the time being. It was a lot of fun. And normally I'm helping clients kind of bridge the gap between their business and jumping into the online world. You were kind of there as a partner with me because you were encouraging and you understand marketing too. So a little bit of a different interaction with the clients having you on the call too. Yes. And, and it was... I think it was really fun for him to see too, as sort of like a business entrepreneurial mindset kind of person to see like us collaborating, me and you on yeah. how we can best utilize the tools and the products that we have through Lead Pops, just website, just Google in general, Yes, um, how we can best utilize that to get him business. Right so on. That, that was really fun. And, and it was really fun to like collaborate with you and be able to being on out on my own in a, in a silo mm -hmm. was not very fun. Like <laughs> I was like, I can't do this, you know, but being with having someone to bounce ideas off of. 
mm-hmm. way better. Really awesome. Well, I'm glad. It's been a pleasure working with you. And, and thus, we've gotten to this point where we're connected outside of work. And now you're on the podcast. I wanted you on because you're very talented. I think you have a lot of cool things to share with our listeners. Let's start with what you actually do. You have a background in, is it videography, media? What's your background in? Sort of media, uh, television and film was okay. in college and journalism. Okay. And then it was something called new media at new the time. Media. Okay. We were starting to learn blogging and a little bit of HTML, CSS. Okay. Social media was just sort of getting big. Maybe Facebook advertising was starting. Okay. Uh, like 2010 to 2014 yeah I was studying it in college so definitely that piqued my interest the new media thing but then after college I really put my video skills 100% to use where I was just filming events weddings sweet 16s anything um, big corporate galas in New York City yeah any kind of business you can think of that would require video for promotional purposes that's how I got into the mortgage industry Okay. The same reasoning. Now, did you always want to be in media and video when you were like little or what did you aspire to be when you were little? I wasn't really sure what I aspired. I was, I didn't really have an exact thing that I aspired to be. However, I knew I loved create the creative process, video graphics, Whenever we had a project in school, this was maybe fourth or fifth grade, mm-hmm. uh, video was, I guess, I mean, we had the D, the mini DV tapes that go into the side of the camera. Yeah, and I know would, what that is. Like render it in the computer somehow and like export it out to like a larger regular size VHS mm-hmm, tape mm-hmm. that I would then bring into class as my project. So mm-hmm. any time we, and my dad loved working with me on this too, because he, he's a musician. Okay. Um, but so the same, you know, he loves the creative process as well. Just puts it through music, singing, and he plays saxophone. So all the projects we, you know, you could either do an essay, which I like writing too, or you could produce a video. And I would always produce the video windows movie maker was the old school program. (laughs) (laughs) Like two font types that you could put, you know, text. Yeah. And the graphics were just like old school video game type graphics. Oh yeah. Horrible. But, <laughs> and I would get all my friends in my class to like, we would write like a script and we would, whatever the project was, we would figure it out how to make it good. Okay. And then I would go and edit the, the project on the computer and I would put transitions between scenes and I would put text on the screen <laughs> and I'll put music and like, it was a whole production. It was, it was super fun. And then I never really knew I would like get paid to do that though. I didn't think right. that when I was a little kid. I just, I would just have my dad's camcorder and go around recording regular life. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the video yeah. blogs of the early days and yes. shout out to windows movie maker. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> if YouTube was around, I might've made it viral. Hey, you could have been the first influencer ever. <laughs> I think you're a bit of an influencer in your own way, though. You have quite a bit of followers on Instagram. Uh, me being one of them, your videos, your stories, your reels, they're all very entertaining and educational now, too. So yeah. now being having that as an aspiration, being in video, media, not necessarily a career that is heavily pursued, maybe something you would want a backup plan for. 
was there ever a time where you maybe felt the pressure and you're like, maybe I should try something else? Or were you always motivated? Did you have confidence to push through and now be where you are at U Mortgage in Philadelphia? Definitely would never have seen myself where I am right now. Okay. At all. And in college, extreme doubts about it because yeah, I thought, oh, it's only it's only going to be a freelance sort of thing. Like I'm mm-hmm. only going to get some gigs here and there. Am I really going to have enough support like financially to have the life I want to have, but also do what I'm passionate about. I really didn't see myself going to like LA for, to do like movies or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to do like documentaries or maybe work for like national geographic and like travel okay. the world or something, yeah. and, you know, edit together those kinds of, stories like that just that take you through real life Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it it was all um it was difficult I mean I was trying to find the connections my my parents were definitely not excited when I first (laughs) told them that I was studying this in college they're like you're really getting a degree in this my dad would even like he probably wouldn't remember but he would always say yeah she's studying like advertising and marketing like and I was like no I'm not I'm not I'm still not like sounds better studying tv and he just like he couldn't get it through his and it would make me so upset I would be like they don't believe in me they don't you know they don't think it's but looking back they were just cautious for the same reasons that when I look back on it I think oh my gosh if I could do it all over again everything that I learned that has made me successful has not been in college in the Mm -hmm. classroom you know getting that degree. Yeah. The degree was sort of a catalyst maybe to like launch me into the career world with connections and networking teachers. I met, they Mm -hmm. helped me get, you know, an internship with someone who then connected me with someone else. Um, older students, like a couple of years, a couple of years older than me would connect me with someone who would then get me that next and but then everything I learned that really like developed my skills with videography or editing and eventually even marketing was all learned at the jobs that yes. I got. Yes. <laughs> so experience is a great teacher. Person. It is when you're forced to just like figure it out. Yes, absolutely. Well, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, now being in front of the camera, you can't be shy. Were you ever shy or have you always been kind of outgoing and energetic like you are? I was more shy when I was younger. Okay. I specifically remember my dad forcing me to pick up the phone and call maybe like a family (laughs) member or something. Okay. And I would never want to do it. I would (laughs) never want to speak on the phone. I would never want to go out in public and just go up to anyone and, and, talk with them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even through college I would say maybe less shy but definitely not so much shy but more insecure okay and feeling like not good enough or uh you know am I really meant to be here you get like the imposter syndrome mm-hmm, am I mm-hmm. doing the right thing is that all these worries that are just irrational yeah uh, whatever you're comparing yourself to what you think is an ideal for the world but it's no one really has the answer of what you're supposed to be doing. It's just what you feel good about, what you feel comfortable with. Yeah, certainly. So I think I always had like that energy. I always had that bubbly personality to me. Okay. But, and I, and I, I was on camera in college doing a talk show. Oh, really? 
so I was like a co-host of a talk show, but then, <laughs> <laughs> on the campus, campus TV. Okay. Channel. Okay. And I liked it, but then I realized I liked the behind the scenes production of it even more. Okay. Okay. So I, was, I was, then I was like just doing the hosting because they needed, you needed someone. So, but then I really, I liked the pre-production, the booking of the guests, the thinking about the interviews, even just like hyping up the crew. So like the director yeah. was my really good friend. She was, she was great. She was the director of the show. So she would like call all the shots. And then we, I had some friends like the camera people and stuff. So it was a whole like big family. Okay. That's that awesome. Was really, that was really fun. That's cool. That's cool. Well, you told me one of your favorite quotes is the creative adult is the child who survived. And that is certainly you. And we're going to put you to the test today and see a little bit of your creativity and some of the games we play. But before we get on to that, you have some other talents too. I don't know if you know, I know this, but I know you sing, you play a little bit of music and you dance too, right? Yes. Yeah. So how often do you do that? Is this because your, your father was a musician? That's how you yeah. got into this? You, probably. He, he used to play in wedding bands before okay. he met my mom okay and then well he sung to her at their wedding which is very sweet very sweet yes and he actually since retirement has gotten back into being in bands oh cool so wonderful to see like it lights up my soul because he's very passionate about it and he had to you know give it up to have a career and a job and support a family and all that but now to see it come back later in life is so wonderful so yes, I would say he put me in piano lessons when I was young. Okay. Which I loved. I love I loved I loved the learning of the piano. Yes. But I didn't love it was an older woman. She did a lot of classical music and I was like in getting into middle school. I'm like bored of it. Mm-hmm. So I, I wish I had oh, I wish I had kept up with it. But that was the first introduction. Then some choirs in middle okay. school and high school. Me too choir yeah <laughs> yes and have all um musicals at all yes choir uh, musical yep pianos a little bit here best. and there the best <laughs> that probably forced me like being up on stage to having to sing a little bit okay forced me to take some singing lessons and get a little bit better mm-hmm. which was nice and then i just picked up ukulele at, towards the end of high school because i loved jason moran's Okay, there you go. A lot of his songs on ukulele. And I was like, I want, and I I maybe tried to do it on the piano, but it wasn't the same. I'm like, I need a ukulele. Yeah. So I got it, figured out how to play. I'm just like, it's not very good. I just learn one song at a time, master that, and then put it to rest. Hey, as long as you have fun, I think everyone should partake in creative outlets. Keeps Keeps them sane with all that goes on in the world. A hundred percent. 100%. A nice escape. Yes, absolutely. So I have to ask you, what made you start listening to the podcast? How did you figure out about it? Because I don't really promote it at work. It's I kind of keep those worlds separate. But how did you stumble upon it? I think I found you. Oh, I know what it was. I saw you on LinkedIn. Okay. And I was like, oh my God, this is Kai. 
Mm-hmm. This is our guy from Lead Pops. He's our marketing expert. We have like, we were having like the weekly calls at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We were checking in and you were giving me advice and we were collaborating on ways to, you know, level up the marketing. Yeah. And then I saw you on LinkedIn. I said, oh my gosh. And I started to look at maybe your experience. I'm like, oh my gosh. He's like, I just didn't know where what your background was before. Yeah. All this stuff. And then, then I see, I'm like, okay, I find you on Instagram. And then... <laughs> You must have tagged, like you have two Instagram pages. One's I just- do one, one for me and one for the podcast. Okay, so then yeah, you you must have like tagged or something, and then I started listening one night, and the first episode I listened to was the story about your basketball friend. Yes. Okay. Sad story. Very sad story. Sad story, and I listened to the whole thing. I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. You have a great speaking voice. Thank you. Narrate a story and and then like the music, the transitions, like the sound of the basketball. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Like this is really awesome. It's not just like it's not just a back and forth, you know, interview style, but it's also yeah. not just one person talking, blah, 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 blah. It's like it was so dynamic and engaging. Oh, that's wonderful to hear. And Thank then I, the next weekend, I was saw Ray and I said, oh, my God, you got to listen to this. Remember our guy, Kai from Lead Pops? He has a podcast. And then <laughs> listened to a whole other story about d- Tinder dating. Or like, <laughs> it's like blind dates. <laughs> I'm like, this is so great. He's just like, he's so real and raw and putting the real, putting his emotion out there. Yeah. That takes courage and is so necessary in the world. It really is. We have to keep doing it, being real and authentic with how we feel, especially when we feel bad about things. Yeah. We have to share it with each other. We cannot keep it inside and pretend like everything's okay because that's how we end up in very bad places. Yeah. Well, I mean, Nicole, first just want to say thanks because that element of my podcast, those stories I tell, it's not the predominant of the podcast. It's mostly the interviews, but I really wanted to do that to just get out stories and try to paint a picture via audio only. And the fact that, you know, you like that so much, that was really cool to hear. So thank you. Yes. My favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, let's get into some quick questions for you to try to warm you up for the games to come. So okay. no right or wrong answer here. This is more so just some random questions here, but would you rather have a soundtrack that played to your life wherever you go Or at the start and end of each day, you had a narrator that kind of capped off your day and summated your day. Ooh, I think I do love music and dance 100%, Mm -hmm. but I think the narrator, especially if it was like a voice of God type thing where they, where they actually watch you throughout the day. Yeah. Because something I love and I think is very important is self-reflection mm-hmm. so for someone to go through my day and say this happened that happened that happened and then I could sort of just be taking it all in I think would be very helpful sort of okay. like journaling at the end of a day yeah exactly but I never get to it because I always there's so much to do <laughs> there's, there's, but journaling every night has to be very I think would make me very productive okay more productive yeah <laughs> You're productive. An easier way if I could just be washing dishes or taking my dog out and listening to this. Yes. 
speak. Kind of like, hey, Alexa, how about you today? The voice of God. Which makes me wonder why they call it Saturday and not happier day. My Alexa spoke back to me. And Alexa makes an appearance on the Cager Express. Welcome, Alexa. This is a first. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> All right, Nicole, next question. If you could put one law in place to make the world a better place, what would that law be? Hmm. A law. It could be physical or. It could be any, any law. It could be very logical. It could be a little far-fetched. Okay. Okay. Well, to make, okay. To make the world a better place. There's two things I'm torn between. It's either. It's either the law requires children to go to therapy at a certain age. I'm not sure what that age would be. Maybe, maybe like 18, 19. It it could depend though, like on where they, where they live, you know, what's the circumstance. So maybe it would be based on those factors. Okay. Required to go at least talk to someone, actual therapy session. The second one, this is crazy, but I always (laughs) say this, if people could, some sort of barrier to entry for having children. Okay. <laughs> you okay. Can't, you like, can't just have children accidentally or even on purpose. You have to, and I, I don't know how we would regulate it without it being extremely morally corrupt. Right, right. But if there were a perfect way to regulate, you know, people's readiness for having children. Yeah. Like a qualifier to good parenting. Yes. Okay. Yep. Nice. Yep. Exactly. I like those answers. I like those <laughs> answers. <laughs> okay, last of the quick questions. What's one of your pet peeves? Pet peeves. I think it's I can't it work comes to mind because I spend a lot of time at work. Mm-hmm. The pet peeve, and it's interesting because a lot of times when you have a pet peeve, it's almost a reflection on back on you that it's like a fault. It could be a fault that you have naturally. Okay sort of why it ticks you off so much Mm -hmm. and I think that's the case here I'm a social butterfly not afraid to just go up to people and start talking to them Mm -hmm. that's my pet peeve (laughs) peeve. I hate when people just come up to my desk (laughs) and start talking to me and I'm like trying to focus on whatever I'm focusing on yeah because my attention span is not strong so I really need to focus i need to focus on focusing i see i see so like when i put headphones on big headphones yeah i'll just eat, put them on sometimes not even with music playing so that people don't bother me <laughs> but, <laughs> i do I, that too <laughs> but then i realized that and not lately i've matured a lot but i would say early on in my career mm-hmm. just that in the world in general i was very much that person okay so, but it bothers me and I understand <laughs> that I was that person, but it definitely bothers me. So I understand where the people are coming from. They don't mean anything bad. Yeah. Just a, gift, a gift and a curse, a gift and yep. a curse. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Nicole, now you get a chance to ask me one question if you want or forever hold your peace. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let me think. Let me think. What would you do tomorrow? If you knew it was your last day on the earth. Wow. I, I was getting, I, I was, I was getting nervous early in this podcast. 
because I knew you were going to ask a pretty deep question. <laughs> if tomorrow was my last day, I mean, honestly, if, if you listen to that episode, which you have the final shot, I do always think about those kinds of things of it could be anybody's last day. So I try to live in the moment in terms of saying how I feel as long as I'm respectful and doing the most that I can. But if I really knew tomorrow was my last day, I'd write my will and divide up my money between my mom and my close friends. I try to live each day as if it were my last. So if I'm out with my friends, I try to give them something to remember in a good way, concentrated moments of happiness and laughter. But ultimately, I'd probably film a video before it's all said and done, just letting everyone know that it's going to be okay. Yes. So, I like that. It's like a little time capsule. It would yeah. remain forever. Exactly. Exactly. Death is a very interesting thing. Uh, I, I do believe that if I were to die, I'd still exist somehow, whether it's like energy or a ghost. Uh, I'd, I'd haunt you in a good way. That's, yeah. that's what I hope for, at least. Yes. <laughs> I think so, too. There's no way we just cease to exist. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost impossible. It's an impossible theory for me to ever try to believe or get behind. Yeah. So, I mean, on the topic of pet peeves, that's why I like speaking my mind, because if I ever go home and I was like, man, I should have said something or I should have told this person how I felt just to like have it out there. I hate that. Like, what if feeling mm-hmm. and not not because I think I'm going to die or anything, but like just that I should have just figured it out and made the decision right then and there. Yeah. Yeah. So. And- it, it does not doesn't feel good when it's sitting in your chest. Like I get the tightness in my chest. Ugh, like I know something needs to be said, or there's even if you, you even if no one dies, but you don't know what's gonna happen. Right. If you see that person, that's just not good to carry it around that extra weight with you anyway. Yeah, yeah. And there's there's so much that we can enjoy in this world, like to love each other, to express that, and sometimes we hold back those moments because. We just get so too cool each day. Uh-huh. So. Or we fear rejection or we fear what that person's going to respond back to us, like how they're going to respond. And it's never worth it, I guess. Like whatever you think is the worst thing that could possibly happen, mm-hmm. never even, it's never as bad as holding that weight inside yeah. you. Yeah. Not saying it's so freeing to just say it and say you know what doesn't matter what they're gonna say back because nothing is more important than you being true to yourself and saying what you need to say oh absolutely they're gonna not be your friend anymore they're gonna break up with you whatever you think is gonna happen Mm -hmm. it's your parent they're gonna disown you like that was gonna happen anyway so whether you say it or not yeah i know i liked you for a reason (laughs) (laughs) i know you can you can tell when you connect with the right people the right body Yes, for sure. The energy is real. Mm-hmm. All right, Nicole. So on to our first game. This game is called Chef Special, where we put on our chef's hat and we're going to tell the listeners something to try and make in the kitchen that you think is really good and might not be that well known. So anything that you make in the kitchen that is a little obscure, but you think is delicious. Okay. 
What, oh, this is so interesting because last weekend I was with my good friends in Virginia. Okay. And I tried something, it's not my own creation, but it's something I tried that is extremely obscure, but was amazing. Okay. A hamburger, regular mm. beef burger with peanut butter. Oh, <laughs> holy <laughs> crap. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, but it was amazing. I was astounded at how much I loved it. So there was nothing else? It, like, just no, uh, a bun? A bun, yeah. Okay, so peanut butter, the patty, and a bun. Yes. Yes. Okay. I can't remember if I might have put cheese. Maybe. Was it more dessert-like or was it still like in the savory realm? It was like, mm, it was like more savory still because the peanut butter was like, was chunky too. Had Yeah. And then, oh my God, it was just, the weirdest I was sure I wouldn't like it this is <laughs> so I actually cut the burger in half and okay. I had one half of the burger with lettuce tomato cheese yeah normal. then I had the other half of the burger where I just put a little <laughs> on it <laughs> I was like this is gonna be gross and I was wrong oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was such a great answer man I mean on the on the realm of peanut butter I am a fan of like the peanut sauces and like Thai food. Yes. So I can see that being somewhat good. I I, I would try it. I might try it in a couple of days. I'll let you know. Try it. I'll send you yeah. an Instagram story. Yeah, no, please, please. And do a poll and yes. ask people if they would try it or not. Okay. Okay. Good, good to know. Good to know. Peanut butter. East Coast service. Yeah. Peanut butter burger. <laughs> cool cool all right so next game is called the moment of randomness where we're going to talk about an obscure topic you know nothing about you don't know what it's coming there's no preparation for this but i'm going to put your creativity to the test so in my crazy mind i think about a lot of different things and one of the things i always think about is the english language mm. and how ridiculous it is doesn't make sense. It's probably the hardest to learn if you don't speak it naturally as your first language. And I want to talk about idioms. So there's a couple idioms that I have here, and I want you to try to do your best to explain why they are and where they came from. Okay. Oh, okay. So you can, it doesn't have to be factual for the record. Anyone listening, these are not facts. This is Nicole being creative. Love it. All right. So first idiom is cats got your tongue, meaning that you don't know what to say. But Nicole, where did that come from? Tell mm. us about the history of cats got your tongue. Okay. So I'm picturing a long time ago for the industrial revolution, people are just <laughs> chilling. It's like horse and carriage. Okay. There's, there's dirt roads. People have like open air, like farmers markets and mm -hmm. streets and stuff, and like shoe shiners. Wild cats are just like running through the streets. <laughs> okay. And and you know people hang out on the corners, like whatever their craft is, they everything is just outside, and people hang on the corners, maybe like barter for things. And then there's these random 
cats like running through the streets. <laughs> so maybe some of the, the cats jump up on the people and actually grab their dogs. Sounds, their so, sounds so painful. <laughs> Especially if the claws are out. <laughs> I think it would. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it would be very painful with the claws. Yeah. But maybe the cats can even just wrap their claws around you and then <laughs> no longer speak because you're screaming and you're freaking out that like, what is this cat wild, doing a wild cat is <laughs> clawing you and then they started they started to uh use that as the phrase okay okay i like it that sounds pretty pretty good historic moment to me i wish they taught us taught us that in school actually yeah same <laughs> okay next one i just saw the person of my dreams and i am head over heels for them uh, but Nicole when I stand up my head is always over my heels so what does that even mean yeah you're right head over heels okay but it could mean that you're sort of either you are taken aback by so much emotion mm -hmm. those fluttery feelings okay and you faint so that your your head is almost under your heels then but it's you're flipping around okay or you're sort of you're sort of somersaulting <laughs> you're like, like bent over yeah like you fell forward okay. or like you actually are tumbling you're tumbling and just all this energy is <laughs> out then your head is going over your heels <laughs> awesome awesome i really would love to be a fly on the wall but at times when these idioms got created yeah yeah of course it's it's bizarre to me okay one one more kind of situation here there's a couple different idioms that i understand what they mean but if you ever use the opposite it wouldn't really make sense so for instance if you're sick sometimes people say you're under the weather if you are too aggressive people will say you need to chill out but nobody says that i'm over the weather when they're feeling great and right. no one says hey you need to you need to heat up Right. Like, like get them excited. Can you can you think of any others like that where like the opposite wouldn't actually make any sense? No, I can't think of any other one. <laughs> oh, but today I was just talking uh, about oxymorons. Okay. And how those are sort of like they just don't make any sense. Like yeah. But then I, then I looked. I was looking. Uh, what was the best? I can't remember now. What was the best oxymoron I could find? There wasn't really, <laughs> there wasn't really any good, too many good examples. Yeah, the best those. oxymoron. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's so many like contradictions in that phrase. Best oxymoron. Well, right. <laughs> What's the best oxymoron? <laughs> or is, or should we look for the worst oxymoron? And is that actually the best? Exactly. Right? Something like that. Now I'm there, has to be good, there has to be other ones though. Like <laughs> chill out. Oh, well, something this isn't exactly the same. Okay. But something um a high school teacher used to always ask us is why do you drive on the parkway and park on the driveway? <laughs> right, right. Isn't that yeah. funny? It's so weird. Like park in the driveway. Right. You should park in a parkway. And then a parkway is a highway that you drive on. Yes, the highway. There's no, and there's no low ways. 
that's one. There you go. We found one. We found highway, one. low way, right. <laughs> it's the highway and the street, not the highway and the yeah. low way. <laughs> but if a highway is on level solid ground, it's still called a highway. Right. It should just be called a road or <laughs> oh, I guess an expressway could be a good Yeah. Term. Words. Who Can needs we... them? Who needs them? <laughs> language is so interesting it is it's fascinating if you look at the right right places for sure yes okay final game it's called i swear i know those song lyrics oh i can <laughs> myself saying that i swear i know that but i can't remember right now <laughs> okay so the song is aretha franklin respect have you heard okay. that song yes okay so Yes, I see you. You're you're mouthing it right now. And it's specifically I want to know. I'm going to give you two variations of the lyrics. You have to tell me which one is actually correct. Okay. Okay. So, is it R E S P E C T take out the T C P or is it R E S P E C T take care T C B? Oh. T C B. What would that mean? Take care T C B or take out the T C P. P. Yeah. T. Take care. Take care. Is the right one or the wrong one? Yeah, is the right one. Take care. Of it is the right one. Nice job. Nice job. So these are common Mandela effect lyrics where a lot of people think that she says, take out the letters of the R E S P E C T, but right. she doesn't. She says, take care, T C B. What does T C B mean? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know. Huh, I'm going to look that up after this. <laughs> yes, me too, actually. Okay, next one. The song is We Are the Champions. Okay. Okay, so at the end of the song, does the song end like this? No time for losers because we are the champions of the world. Or does it end no time for losers because we are the champions? nothing do they uh, say of the world at the end of the song i want to say of the world they say they uh, actually uh, don't they uh, actually uh, don't everybody does it so everyone does it it's like this big crescendo moment where there's like and we are the champions dun 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 of the world, of the world. but it actually doesn't say that at the end of the song it just it just stops wait so we made that part up we as the society listening to it so I believe it happens in the middle of the song somewhere, but at the very end of the song, it actually doesn't happen. Wow. Yeah. I was pretty sure about that one. Yeah, that one that one caught me off guard too when I was looking at these lyrics. Yes. <laughs> okay, we got two more. We got T-Pain, Buy You a Drink. Have you heard that okay. song? Yes. All right, so in the chorus of the song, it says, I'm gonna buy you a drink. Does he say, Ooh, we, or and then, I'm going to take you home with me. What does he say in between, I'm going to buy you a drink, and I'm going to take you home with me? Okay. Oh, man. I'm I'm hearing the ooh, we in my head, but I'm now you got me on a little bit of a mind fuck because I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm sorry, cursing. But... It's okay. It's a free, free speech podcast. Now I'm starting to think, is it really ooh, we, or is he saying, and then, I'm going to take you <laughs> With me. I'm gonna say and then. And then is correct. Yay! 
Ben, ben is correct. Many, many people think it's ooey. Yeah. And it, when we're in a club, we yeah. always all say ooey. <laughs> Absolutely. It's and then. <laughs> wow. Okay. The last one. Miss Jackson by Outcast. Okay. Okay. So when they apologize. So I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. I apologize a thousand times or a trillion times. Never meant to make your daughter cry. I apologize a oh, shoot. thousand or trillion. Wait, wait, thousand or trillion? Yes. A trillion. It is a trillion. It is I a trillion. I a million though. Uh, it is a trillion. I would have said million if you didn't <laughs> tell me trillion. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Nice, nice. Sorry, well done. Love it. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Anyone listening, you can go play those songs, get them on the queue, and check check out those lyrics for sure. <laughs> I love learning something new every day about little stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's interesting because some of those when I was looking them up, I was like, oh, I didn't even know that. And then uh -huh. I listened to the song and I was like, I guess they're right. Yeah, yes, yes exactly. <laughs> Okay, so to conclude the show, Nicole, we get into the top five section of the show. I know you're an animal lover, specifically dogs. I'd like you to tell us your top five breeds of dogs. Okay, top five would be, well, it has to be pit bull first, even though they're not really a breed. They're sort of just a mix. Okay, and you have uh -huh. one. I have one. Yeah. Yes. I've seen only because they're so extremely misunderstood and mistreated mm -hmm. and they just get bad rap all the time. Yeah. So I would say they're my favorite because I would love to rescue them all. <laughs> and then second would probably be like a German shepherd. I mean, they're so, they're very smart. Okay. Work, work dogs. Yeah. And interesting. These might not be in order of actual, uh, importance that's but, okay that's okay uh because definitely the australian shepherd type ones are or australian they have like the speckles yeah yeah i know what you're talking they're about like huskies a mix of like husky mm -hmm. and they are really cool they seem to have good temperaments and really just pretty colors yeah. i love that and i love the brindle color too on yes. any dog on any type of dog and then i would say lab just because they are a, great. A classic, a like, classic yeah, lab. Classic, like lab. They are a great dog. If I ever were to get another dog, if I had kids mm -hmm. and I need like, and I wanted to have a dog that I'm sure about is going to be great with the kids, I probably wouldn't just get that dog. Okay. But I also have like this tinge of hate for them because they're <laughs> so perfect and everyone loves them and they don't rescue <laughs> the ones that need to be rescued. Yeah. <laughs> so it makes me mad, but it's not, it's like an irrational hatred. Okay. So they're great. They're great dogs. And then... The last would be maybe like the greyhounds. Oh, okay. Okay. They're so cool. I hate little dogs. Sorry if you have a little dog. <laughs> pet, pet peeve list, little dogs. Pet peeves, little dogs. Don't bother her while she's working and don't bring a little dog. <laughs> no, I hate them. The more littler the dog, the less likely that it actually is a dog. Like when it's been so bred over time like rebred with crossbred with different types i'm like this is like a, a rabbit a yeah. squirrel like yeah. sometimes i see people walking dogs that are like the size of my hand yeah 
this is a squirrel on a leash. Ridiculous to me. <laughs> and they have them in like the little carrying case and stuff. Yes. Uh, or a stroller. Oh my God. Go back. Rewind. My pet peeve is dogs and strollers. <laughs> I don't know if you have that in California. Uh, we do. We do. These people walk down the street with full on strollers and there it looks, you think it's a child and then you get around to the front. It is a dog. <laughs> oh, that is a wonderful list. And I'm glad we were able to use this podcast to help you come to the revelation of your major pet peeves. That was, I, the, I that was the plan all along, actually. <laughs> Perfect. It's a uh, podcast slash therapy session. Exactly. The pet peeves out. Efficiency. Yeah, welcome to 2021. <laughs> Well, Nicole, thank you so much for being on the show. You were great. I really appreciate you being on. And maybe, maybe I will see you later this year at one of our mutual marketing events. I think I might run into you somehow. Yes. I'm very excited after the crazy year of COVID to get back out there and network with people and just see different like-minded professionals in the mortgage and marketing space. Yes, absolutely. Guys, you can check out Nicole if you want some cool video tips on Instagram. And we'll see you guys next time on the show. Thank you. It was great. And that's that. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Cager Express. If you like what you heard, please share this episode to your friends. And tag us here at the Cager Express, both on Instagram and Facebook. If you're looking for more, have no fear. There are more episodes on the way. But make sure you've caught all the great guests from the season's past. And don't forget to tune in to the audio sitcom Time Is All We Have, brought to you here exclusively on this podcast. But until next time, you know what time it is. Stay smart, stay safe, and have fun.